Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from Largo, Florida with a Dr. Stillman in California. Um, <laughs> have you heard the have you heard the new the new nickname for their governor out here? Uh, I can only imagine. New Cellini. New Cellini. Well, I mean, yeah, he's kind of got that same kind of vibe. That's um, right. I don't I don't think he would the military uniform would really do him any good. But I mean, he's no, got I don't the, think he would play well to his base either. No, he's got the Armani suit though, so that'll that'll uh, it kind of plays into that whole mafia kind of boss kind of thing. This Except exactly most right mafia right. bosses have a lot more common sense than than Gavin Newsom, and I would I would probably historically I don't know about that, man, he's pulling it off. Well, I mean, but I'm just saying, actually doing things that are good, like historically speaking, typically unless you were an enemy of the mob. Um, they actually wanted their neighborhoods to be healthy and prosperous and like, that's fair. They, that's fair. they, they, you know, obviously they did terrible things to people that were their enemies, but you know, what most, you're saying is you'd rather have the mob run California than the Democrats. Yes. I think the mobs, the mob would do a much better job because they, they honestly would actually want to see people thrive, you know, so let us know can, what you think of that in the comments. We want to make sure we're, uh, yeah, cause they, they actually want their people, the right to, people here. They want their people to thrive so they can make more money. Right. So oh boy. <laughs> like, that's the way I look at it. I would trust, I would trust the mob to run a country more than the So, uh, um, so yeah, I'm out here and I want to, I want to make two quick comments before we jump into iodine. So I, I, my sister's like, Hey, listen, you got to come out to the, see the family where I have this beach condo in Monterey, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, great, fine. And I fly out here and I'm like, okay, beach condo, California, July, my image of California in July is, you know, girls in bikinis on the beach surfers. Right. And I get here yesterday and I drive down from San Francisco where it's 90 degrees and I drive over these big, beautiful mountains. California is a stunningly beautiful place. If you've never been dropped by before it, you know, either washes into the ocean or gets you know, destroyed by an earthquake or the Democrats, whichever comes first. And I'm driving over these mountains and I come down into Santa Cruz and then I get down into Monterey and I get out of the car and I'm like, it's cold. It's like 50 degrees here what's going on this has got to be the coldest place at this latitude in the northern hemisphere right now and i just say to them i'm like why did you have me come out here from florida where it's i mean it might be 98 degrees and the gulf might be 91 like bath water but it was so nice why are we vacationing here you and should have brought your sauna space with you well that's my point i wanted to make people i'm glad you segued into that you beat me to it but people need to realize wherever you live First of all, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only being poorly dressed, and I admit this. I made a, I made a silly assumption that it was going to be warm here, and I only brought polos and some long pants. I didn't bring a sweater. I didn't bring a jacket. I didn't bring a hat. I didn't bring anything. I should have I should have like just Googled the weather before I left. But I just assumed because how do you make a latitude in the 30s in July cold? It's hard. I'm telling you. So, and we might not even be in the no, we're in the 30s here. We're in the low 30s. So. The 30s? Get your latitudes? Yeah. Well, I thought you meant temperature. No, no, no. Latitude. Sorry, people. Okay. I think in terms of latitude when I think in terms of temperature and climate. So you're talking you know, about northern, northern Florida. Florida. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no. Northern unless Florida. You're southern Celsius, then you're, unless you're talking Celsius, then that's warm. Right. Yeah. Northern, northern Florida, Texas, up into the sort of mid south is, is the 20s. 
uh, Florida itself gets down to like 22, which is almost inside the Tropic of Cancer. Um, Hawaii's at 22. Um, and then, you know, most of the Mid-Atlantic's into, into the, the low 30s. And then the high 30s, you've got uh, the upper Midwest, uh, New England, and the rest of it. And then I think the 40, I don't know, 38th parallel, I think is where, is it 38th? I don't remember. That's sort of irrelevant. But anyway, my point is this. If I lived here, I would own a sauna space. It would be the first thing I would buy. Go look, watch my interview with Brian Richards. My affiliate slash discount code is Stellman5. And I, I just have to say, you know, light shapes life. How is it shaping yours? People are miserable when they're cold and it's dark. And so it makes one of the easiest things people can do, buy their light bulbs, the right lighting, get it right, you know, and use your blue blockers. And it just makes all the difference in the world. Or move somewhere else. Yeah, but not Florida. We need a moratorium on, on Florida. Florida and migration for at least 10 years, so the infrastructure can catch up. So anyway. You can go, you can go further south like I am. Ah, that's right. Jim's going to Nicaragua, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, and we're actually doing a retreat there in January. We um, are doing a retreat there in January. Jim, is that, are you going to start? The info is on the link tree for now, and that's the sales page with ECI Development, which is not very flashy, but in the next couple of days, uh, the next couple of days, we'll be updating that. And then I'll be contacting Stan Efforting, who's going to be speaking at the uh, seminar. Um, and we'll be starting to promote that um, fairly aggressively. So, and, you know, while we're on this topic, why don't we talk about why we decided to have Stan Efforting come on? Um, there's a lot of people in the quantum health space will kind of be like a little shocked i think um one I, I wanted personally to have somebody with more of a who strictly works with performance athletes right we use his template a lot in our practice because it's just so balanced and it and the normal person if you tell the normal person they have to eat sardines and oysters and 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 you know they you, you know don't eat bikini and yeah, I mean, yeah, and I I recommend people get tan through clothing all the time, but people, most people aren't. You have to start them where they are, and most people are going to eat. They're not. They're going to have a hard time giving up their junk food, anyway. So if we can get them to eat sweet potatoes and potatoes and and, and good protein sources, and if we can get them to maybe think on the lines of eating more seasonally, that's a huge win, right? We we can't just go from like you know. Uh, pop tarts and Twinkies to oysters and shrimp, and that's all you're going to eat. Um, and then you got to spend like your entire day outside. People have to come to that conclusion on their own. Um, and then Stan, you know, we use his 10 minute walks all the time. So Stan is on the same page, and he's got thousands of testimonials of him helping people with autoimmune diseases and all sorts of things. So he's doing a lot of great things. But we also wanted to have somebody on the ballot that deals in the world of performance like he trains ufc fighters he trains you know he's he's one of the strongest powerlifters the strongest bodybuilder of all time he's you know he's he's got immense experience in the in the realm of performance enhancing drug peptides all those sorts of things and then we have ashley who's going to be hopefully joining us as well who deals mainly with mostly women so he wanted to have a very diverse oh, coming? Have we confirmed that well, she wants to come, yes, and and so um, okay, yeah. And for her, those of you who don't know who that her, is, her, her husband wants to film it, and then she wants to come and and participate as well. So yeah, 
Um, but who knows with what they currently have going on, if what that'll affect that or not. But uh, um, so, you know, we wanted to have, I wanted to have anyways, a diverse panel that are all more or less on the same page. Like, mm-hmm. like Stan and I probably when it comes to sun exposure, I know he's had like a skin cancer or two. He's going to be a, a more on the moderate side of things, but he encourages you know, one of the main down there. Yeah, well, one of the main topics in his book is vitamin D and getting sun exposure. So he's on the same page overall, which, which you know, he, he's not going to say anything that's that's radically against, uh, you know, against what we believe. Um, but he's also somebody who can bring some insight to people in a different way. And if if you if your number one goal is to put on muscle mass, well, Stan is Stan is your guy, like you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we like to talk to different people. We're not about, um, I re- for me personally, anyways, I really like to engage with, with anyone unless they become personal or hateful. Like I'm not going to personally attack somebody just because they don't agree with me on everything that I do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the miserable way to live your life is to attack people that don't agree, personally mm-hmm. attack people. You can criticize people and you can objectively um, bring up, you know, discussion, but to personally attack people just because they don't necessarily agree with where you're at is downright silly. Yeah. Yeah. And on that so note, let's talk about iodine. Okay. Back to iodine. So why, why are we talking about iodine again? Cause it's that important. And most people, this is something I think most people in the health and wellness space from what I've seen anyways, really it, it is overlooked dramatically. Yeah. Um, and so in the title, we've got two components to this, energize your mind, boost your body's potential, right? So I want to start with the mind part, because this is one of the most exciting things for me about iodine. If you look at the literature, iodine consumption tracks with IQ. And if you look at the literature on fluoride, fluoride consumption is inversely correlated with IQ. So the more fluoride you get, I hate to say this, but I'm just going to make it simple. The more fluoride you get, the dumber you're going to be. And the more and iodine. Who knew, this, who knew this first? The Germans knew this first. Did they? Yeah. How do they you? Put, they put iodine in the water in the concentration camps and the and and the in their their prisons. Hold on a minute. But does that make sense? They don't want the prisoners to be smart. Well, yeah, they want to dumb them down as much as they could and easily. Okay, so you misspoke. You said they put iodine in the water in the concentration. I mean, camp. I mean fluoride. Sorry, fluoride. Fluoride. Okay. All right. They put Just fluoride. They put fluoride. They put fluoride in the water. Okay. To dumb the people prisoners down. to be dumbed down. Yeah. The, the Germans were one, really first yeah. people that did that. I did not know that. I've heard that, but have you ever confirmed that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I've never, I've never actually bothered to do the research. I just heard that because it's well, a great. I think, they, I think they're the ones that. They, the Germans were big into pharmaceuticals, and I think they were one of the first people Still that are. mass producing it, you know? Yes, that's true. Okay, so, well, that's the interesting thing about fluoride, right? For those of you who don't know, uh, I think it's Stannis fluoride, but I could be wrong about that. It's Fluoride is a, is a byproduct of industrial aluminum production, which is part of why fluoridation became a thing the aluminum industry wanted to dump all this fluoride somewhere, but fluoride's a terrible environmental pollutant. And they knew this and they didn't have a good place to leave it. So they convinced municipal water supplies and we're, or I, I'm just gonna say they were only too happy to sell it to municipal water supplies 
when the obedient idiots who run those municipal water supplies decided that it was going to be good for the good for the gander and they decided to put it in the water. So it's great for your teeth. Is there any truth that it's good for your teeth? Um, I would say it's probably the last thing you need to do for your teeth. No, but is there is there like any like a slight truth that it actually helps your teeth? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, maybe. Okay, I was just curious how they sold that. Well, it's kind of like the the soy thing, right? But they had one, they had one study that showed that soy helped postmenopausal women, and then they decided that we're gonna we're gonna sell it to everybody, and and the, and the soy the soy is a is a byproduct of soybean production, right? Yeah. So they had they had another junk. They had another toxic junk thing that they needed to get rid of. So why don't we convince people to consume it? It's brilliant. It's a brilliant, brilliant, uh, brilliant marketing move. So um, back to fluoride. Fluoride, when you give it to rats, clearly causes them to be anxious uh, and mm. confused. People are um, not anxious and confused today at all. Not in the slightest. No, not at all. No very rational very logical totally logical right absolutely unbelievably so men so and can have babies yes yeah right so iodine and fluoride compete with one another uh i feel like i i I forget to mention that sometimes if i didn't mention it before mentioning it now and so they compete with one another and that's part of why this relationship exists you know more fluoride lower iq more iodine you know higher iq so um, it's part of why I eat seafood, seaweed. I supplement with iodine. Why iodine has this effect on the brain is because so iodine is a really, really interesting element. It's so big that it's actually, in relative terms, very uh, relatively fat soluble, which is very unusual for an element that ha- typically has an electric electrical charge to it. It's usually existing as I minus. It's got a huge electron cloud around it. And um, because of that, you can actually take Lugol's iodine and you can dissolve it in fat. So if you have, you know, we're going to have Charles Mayfield on later this week, month. I don't remember. I think he's um, on Tuesday. He's on Tuesday. Next, Tuesday. Oh, perfect. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Right, and the yeah. day after we speak, I think we have another iodine topic on Monday. Yeah. So he sells lard as a skincare product you know i use coconut oil sometimes as a skincare product a lot i've seen people use all kinds of weird things for skincare products in the integrative health space and my point is simply this you can take iodine and lugols and you can actually dissolve it in the oil and it'll it'll stay there which is you know try try dissolving vinegar in an oil try dissolving water try dissolving any of these aqueous solutions in an oil or fat it's hard to do, but iodine, you can do it. And that's because of its unique chemical properties and structure. And that, that would be a great combination for, you know, treating different skin issues would be to be able to take iodine in through the skin. That's right. And that's, that's one thing that I'll, that's one reason why I recommend it topically because it's so effective for topical skin conditions. You can put so much iodine on your skin that it, it gets irritated and actually kind of exfoliates it. Um, I don't, I've never heard of it causing any kind of dermatological problems, skin problems, like long-term. Um, so I, I recommend moderation in that for the record, which I would be like no more than once, twice, once or twice a day. But anyway, you can use uh, the other thing, but skin, by the way, so 25% of your iodine is actually in your skin. 
and it affects your gland production, including all of your sweat glands and all of your uh, sebaceous um, uh, glands, your, your, your glands that produce um, sebum, which is where we get why, one reason why acne is linked to high fluoride levels and low iodine levels. So then that's why I'll give iodine in high doses to people who have acne always every time until we get some results. And often they'll have terrible detox symptoms from that, by the way. With, with, um, with iodine being fat soluble, is there a higher pro I mean, obviously everything, including oxygen becomes a toxic at the, at, you know, at the mm -hmm. right dose, right? Um, does it, is there a higher risk of you overdoing iodine because it is fat soluble? Unlike vitamin C, this water soluble, that just gets flushed out of the system. So the interesting thing about this is that guys like David Brownstein and now myself have been using high dose iodine in practice for a long time with thousands and thousands and thousands of patients. And, you know, he he's never had an adverse event or a serious uh, illness arise in a patient who was using iodine. Mm. So, you know, and I, I can't I mean, we all constantly have people not constantly shouldn't say that consistently. We consistently have people saying, yeah, I went to the higher dose and started to have um, symptoms, more symptoms. And when I say more symptoms, they're, they're usually symptoms, they're the symptoms we associate with, with high dose iodine, but I think they're actually related to the iodine pushing fluoride and bromide out of tissue and giving yeah. you these symptoms of detox. So there are insomnia, palpitations, anxiety, having too much energy, and then you'll also see rapid weight loss, which of course, most of my patients being women between the ages of 35 and 65 are ecstatic about. Um, but anyway, uh, Liesl so, asks, is iodine protocol the same for teens as adults? And Liesl, the answer is basically yes, but I would want to dose adjust it to their weight. I use 50 milligrams of iodine in adults between, and most of the adults I work with are between 120 pounds and 180 pounds. If someone's more than that, we might go higher. If someone's less than that, I would want to dose reduce it. You know, and I would do that based on what percentage of, let's say, 100 pounds they were. So if they were 75 pounds or if they were 100 pounds, I would reduce it by, you know, 25 percent, 30 percent, 40 percent, something like that. And a side note, he just doesn't go right to 50 milligrams. They build up over time. On yeah, absolutely not. Right. If you not want my guidance on high dose iodine protocols, I do reserve that for patients of the practice. I will speak in more detail on coaching calls with coaching clients at the coaching practice. For those of you who don't know, I have a coaching business, which is everywhere. And I have a medical practice, which is operating in Florida and New York. And that's how I, I help people with these things in those places. Uh, but I don't dispense that information by the internet because I don't but want you to have a, you have an article on iodine <laughs> protocol on your Substack too, don't you? I have a lot of them, but the, the protocol is, for, is reserved for premium members and premium members on the Substack. It's 20 bucks a month also get a 30 minute q a with me every monday most mondays anyway uh most mondays so so you know obviously if you've followed us for any particular period of time we highly recommend that you get most of your stuff through food but i think what you're saying is is basically there's so much fluoride in our environment that iodine is probably one of the few things that you're gonna actually recommend people actually take a supplement of just to, to basically counteract that. Just like fluoride. we talked about in our last slide. Right, right. there's fluoride and bombing, the, like mating from everywhere. And, and bromine because too. of these, yes, because of these effects on the brain. 
And I want to explain why it affects the brain so much. The brain is full of fat. It's a giant mass of fat, effectively. And the iodine is critical for proper neuronal function. And I believe that the brain can function on very, very small quantities of iodine, but giving it more really improves its function. And I believe it's going to be one of the game changers for you know, C-suite executives, high performers, high-level athletes, people who need their brain to be in top, top, top condition. And in a world full of fluoride and bromide, those people are being crippled by things that they can't even see. So it's one of the things I impress upon my, my high performers. It's not like it, you know, radically improves a lot of people's uh, uh, function, but pretty much everyone who gets the high dose notes some benefit. And the other thing I, well, then let's talk about how it boosts the body's potential. So it's interesting that you use the phrase body, body's potential. You have to understand that your body's, your body's vitality really comes down to your cellular bioenergetics, how much energy can be produced in your mitochondria. And that actually comes down to how big of a voltage gradient can you generate across cellular membranes. So to say potential as in voltage is quite literally the right way to think about your body's energy. And so with iodine, what we see is that because it's so important for so many cellular processes, it does indeed increase uh, the cell's potential to produce energy. By Whereas many fluoride, fluoride does the opposite. It decreases the cell's ability to produce. It's what we call a dielectric blocker. And right. dielectric blockers wreck uh, uh, the potential um, of, of the body. And it's one reason why if you go out and you look up like Floxed, F-L-O-X-X-E-D, uh, that's the slang term for people who've been poisoned by fluoroquinolones. Hmm. And fluoroquinolones poison people because they're loaded with fluoride. Yeah. So. Yeah, you get sun combined with iodine combined with grounding and you're going to be you're going to be much, much better at conducting electricity. But I do want to impress on people that, you know, all of this depends upon, you know, your overall health and also the balance of other minerals and vitamins in your diet. Uh, there's a reason why I don't put out, you know, content telling people to all just take my high dose iodine supplement or whatever. Right. Um, Hayden asks or says, I have had acne, anxiety, and brain fog my entire life. Yeah, you're one of my prime candidates for, for iodine. If you were in my practice, we'd love to have you. So what we see, um, what was I saying, Jim? I was talking about iodine potential. Oh, you you know, talking about we, we, we take a broad approach because it's yeah, you really got to get all these other elements of your health in, in order. The body is a multifactorial thing. creature. Yeah, and I'm, I'm aware of moving parts. And I'm wary of giving people high doses of iodine when their nutrients are not right in other respects. Or if their body is healthy enough to handle the toxic dump that's going to happen during that, right? That's a fact. That's a fact. And that, so, you know, that's a lot of people get frustrated with their weight loss. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll clean their diet up. They'll walk for weeks. They won't, you know, they'll lose some water at first and then they're, they're, their progress will slow down. And a lot of times they don't understand, like, guess where your body stores all of its fat, right? Or all of its toxins in your fat, right? And so your body's not just going to dump all that in your system if you don't, if you're not healthy enough to clean that system out. We um, see that over and over again. Monique, um, yes, iodine without sodium is miserable, miserable. 
So yes, the sodium and, and iodine go hand in hand. Yeah, you need the sodium in order to get the iodine into the cells. And the sodium seems to help us also eliminate the toxic dump that we get with the iodine. So Jim, good to see you this morning. Anything else you want to chat about? Anything else we should, any other points we should make? I wanted to thank everyone for the feedback from yesterday, my rant yesterday. Got a lot of great feedback from it. A lot of great questions. No, well, did you? So that, what that was, was the rant? About? Was it about variability? Uh, it was about variability. And I basically talked about how it applies to everything in life from relationships to business to uh, breathing to movement. It's, we so, went, it's so important. We went, we I went. I think of it. Yeah, it's, it's actually a concept that was, that, that was, there's two places where I found this concept super helpful or very well articulated, I'll say. The first is in ecology. So ecology, every organism's got a range in which it can exist. Temperature, salinity, pH, oxygen tension, um, you know, wind speed, uh, any number of different things can be mapped as something they can live within a range of, but they're all dynamic, right? So if you put, you know, a, a puffin in a, in a hot environment, you know, that's one stress. But if you put a puffin in a hot, arid environment, that's another stress. And so the puffin in the hot, arid environment, you know, may croak at 87 degrees and 0% humidity, but he may be able to, you know, struggle on a little longer, even when it's up to 93 degrees, but it's 100% humidity, right? Um, that may strike you as kind of a mean example, but I'm just using it as one. But the idea was that these, the, you have to, you want to, A, in a resilient population, you can expand that range of stress that things can cope with. And by expanding that range, you expand and improve their fitness and their fertility and all these things. And modern people, that range is really shrinking. And the first thing you see go when you've impaired the fitness of any organism is its fertility. That's the first thing to have abnormalities to it, which is why, you know, the tip of the iceberg for women's health problems today is, Oh, I have heavy periods. Oh, I've got painful periods. Oh, I've got menstrual migraines. Oh, I've got PMS. That's the tip of the iceberg it's being covered up, right? With, um, with birth control pills. And that's just one example. I mean, with men, it's, it's their addictions to pornography. Um, it's their problems with sexual impulsivity. It's their problems weed. with not having healthy relationships. It's, and then they turn to weed, then they turn to other medications, vape pens, video games in order to basically medicate a brain that's not and a nervous system that are not working optimally. But yeah, it's a really interesting topic. And then the second place was the special forces. Uh, two guys who wrote a book called Building the Elite, which is a book about training special forces soldiers. And they had this concept where there was like a plateau of performance, where on that plateau, you could perform at a very, very high level in a wide range of environments. But as soon as you fall off that plateau, your performance rapidly degrades. And their goal with these operators was to define where that plateau needed to be, right? Like the SEALs, it's, what is it? Uh, sea, air, land. Um, so they obviously want to have a place of priority, more of a priority on uh, things like uh, underwater or amphibious operations, right? Uh, whereas with like, you know, 10th Mountain Division, you're looking more at, okay, they're going to spend more of their time up in high altitudes and in, you know, um, difficult environments with, with big elevation changes and extreme temperature drops. So it's really interesting. You got to understand that your body, you know, you can't be all things, but you also do want to have that variability because that's where we see, we always see a limited range of options, whether it's you can't eat you know, these foods or you can't do these exercises or you can't go to these places or you can't use these devices because they you know, set your system off. And that's the sign that you need to build your resilience, which is actually what Jim and I are all about. Yeah. And if you want to basically check out the medical side of things, it's real simple. Just go to stillmanmd.com. 
yep. and you'll be able to check out the medical side of things, put your information in there. We'll be sending you information on the programs we offer. You can go to uh, Stillman Wellness for the fundamentals of wellness. You can also put your information in there and you'll also get information on our coaching practices over there. Um, if you want to sign up for Dr. Stillman's HTMA um, webinar, that's basically at the end of the month where he's going to talk about the yes. HTMA course that he's doing, just go to his link tree, hit the HTMA funnel, or you can go to the lives on the YouTube on either one of our pages and scroll down to the webinar that's the end of the month and just hit the reminder. So thank you guys for watching. Thanks for the questions. Please like, subscribe, comment. And uh, I think you have a really controversial Monday masterclass coming up on birth control, don't you? Oh, is it this Monday? It might be this Monday. I'll have to look. But uh, So I actually I should, I mean, we. I need to actually, um, uh, Hayden, that's great. We look forward to having you. Uh, she says she's joining the medical practice. That's so, wonderful. Um, well, let me let me look in here. Let me sign into StreamYard again so I don't leave the broadcast. And yeah, I've I got to. Um, I've got to change that actually because I will not be. Um, well, no, that's I'm July. So that's, family on Monday. Okay, so July thirty first. Do you need me to move that for you? No, that's the thirty first. I I, I changed your. You don't have a Monday masterclass this Monday. Great. Perfect. Yeah, that's on the 30, 31st. Make sure you sign up for that one because I have uh, I have a feeling that one's going to burn. That one's going to burn the Internet down. Uh -huh. Birth control, detox, how to get rid of. I can't yeah. read the rest. Of it. Yeah. How to get rid of the toxins that birth control leaves in your system. I have a feeling that one's going to burn the Internet down. So you're going to want to tune in for that one. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a great day. Take care. Oh, yeah, somebody I wants to talk about nitric oxide. That's a good one. That's a really good one.